With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. This season at H&M, not only can you shop all the latest trends, you can check into Hotel Hennis. A much-needed escape open to all, H&M is proud to unveil the delightful and unexpected Hotel Hennis in a brand-new film starring Gigi Hadid. Hotel Hennis is a place where everything is exaggerated, where stories can twist and turn, and where fashion has no rules. Visit hm.com to shop for all your spring and summer essentials and to explore the world of Hotel Hennis. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. When you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get great savings and round-the-clock protection, which is as beautiful as looking your firstborn child in the eyes for the first time. Well, that's a bit much. Maybe it's more like looking your second-born child in the eyes for like the third or fourth time. Point being, the savings and round-the-clock protection are really, really magical. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Thanks for listening to the Best of Heard Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening to the show. I'm Doug Gottlieb filling in for Colin Cowherd. Man, do we have a great show. Live at the Final Four. I forget to mention, I think I did. Live in New Orleans, site of the Final Four, the National Semifinals, the College Basketball Championship. Where, um, actually, historical matchup, right? You have Duke taking on North Carolina. Mike Krzyzewski coaching, without any question, his last weekend of being a Division One men's head basketball coach. Going against his arch rival for the very, very first time. 
Wow, this should be this should be great great stuff. Um, all right, so look, we got a lot to get to, and uh, and what is it? A short time to get there. Yeah. Um. But I want to get back to what happened yesterday. Yesterday, Bruce Arians made it official. He's retiring from football. That's it. Done. Walking away with Tom Brady still as his quarterback. Wow. Wow. And what you were told, I'll play for you. And if, if you enjoy buying beachfront property in states like Iowa, Nebraska, North and South Dakota, now oceanfront property, if you're one of those, per- if you bought the Brooklyn Bridge, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that you... Uh, that you probably bought what Bruce Arians was was selling yesterday. Because right? the rest of us are sitting here going, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Um, this was Bruce Arians when he's telling us why he walked away. A number of people have already asked, why are you stepping away from the chance to go to the Hall of Fame and win another Super Bowl? Because I don't give a about the Hall of Fame. Secession is way more important to me. This has been my dream for a long time. Guys that know me. They knew I wanted one of my guys to take over. That's more important to me than anything. And have a place where I could go and be welcomed back. And obviously, I have a job now, and uh, I kind of love the, t- the title's pretty good. <laughs> we'll figure out what the hell it means soon. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was listening to Bruce Arians talk, and he sounded incredibly enthusiastic about retiring. He sounded incredibly enthusiastic about the prospects of the Buccaneers. He sounded like this was, in fact, his decision, and he felt good about it. And I don't buy it for one second. It doesn't mean that he's not happy about still getting paid to not coach football. Who wouldn't be? For a position that they're basically inventing. I mean, over under a number of days Bruce Arians spends in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offices in the offseason is one, and I would take the under. In the regular season... You know, you're talking about maybe once in a week he pops in. (laughs) What do we need Bruce here for? But I want you to, again, think of the succession of events. Brady retires. It felt a little weird because he was playing so well. They don't rush to replace him. He decides to come back. There's a report of a rift between the two. There's a report that maybe Brady wants to play and announces he's going to retire, and he says he's going to retire because Brady came back to help his coaching staff? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. What makes the most sense is Tom Brady walked in and says, I'll come back. I miss it. But, you know, this is, feels like a group project, and Bruce Arians is the guy who misses a bunch of meetings or always shows up late and wants to do the <clears throat> oral part of the presentation when I'm doing all the work. Taylor Heineke was a guest of mine. Super weak. Okay, super weak. And I asked him, Taylor Heineke, remember, starting quarterback this past year with the now Washington Commanders. And he spent three weeks with the Patriots in the middle of what's been a wild ride of a career. And, and, and I want you to think about this for a second, okay? Tom Brady's work ethic is obviously legendary. So I asked him to tell me his Tom Brady story. This is what he said. First day I got there, it's a Saturday morning. They signed me Friday. First day was Saturday morning. I was like, I'm going to be the first one in the facility. I'm going to make a good impression. I'm going to be here for a while. And I walk in, and I'm going to be the first one in the quarterback room. Walk in at 5.15, and Brady's already in there. Cup of coffee, feet up, watching film on a Saturday morning. And I don't know if people know, but Saturday mornings are usually late mornings. It's kind of a walkthrough, and then you, and then you travel. This guy's in there at 5.15 watching film. And I was like, God dang, this is, this is cool. Yeah, that's the guy. That's what it's like. So you got one guy who on a Saturday morning is in there at 5 in the morning drinking coffee, watching film. The greatest quarterback of all time, the most successful quarterback of all time, is also the most prepared quarterback of all time. And he was working with Bruce Arians who, it's not like Bruce is a slappy. It's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. But it's 5 o'clock somewhere for Bruce Arians. Do you think Bruce is a 5 a.m. on a Saturday sort of guy? And at some point in time, when you've done something one way and believe and it's worked one way in terms of your level of preparation, 
And then you think of the other guy who's kind of a wing-it sort of guy. And look, I can respect that. I'm kind of a wing-it sort of guy, too. It feels obvious that Brady's like, yeah, I just I can't do that anymore. I'd love to come back. I want to play some more. But, but Bruce runs just too loose a ship. You know? I mean, Bruce tried to sell the world on, we just want to play smart. Like, they were the most penalized team in the league going back a year ago. Bruce Aaron's not a bad football coach, but yesterday he wanted you to believe that he's sacrificing a chance at Canton to retire for his assistant coaches. Come on, dude. Stop it. I was born at night, not last night. Tom Brady basically pulled a Jimmy Chitwood. Remember Jimmy Chitwood? This is what he did at the town hall meeting when they thought about, thought about getting rid of his coach. So Brady actually pulled the reverse Jimmy Chitwood. Take a listen. I don't know if it'll make any change, but I figure it's time for me to start playing ball. I told you once I got rid of him. One other thing. I play, coach stays, he goes, I go. Oh, we want to revote, right? Feels like Brady did the opposite. Listen, I feel like it's time for me to play some more ball. One more thing. Bruce stays, I sit. Bruce goes, I'm your guy. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's Colin. Look, in college basketball, things can change on a dime, right? When March rolls around, all it takes is an unexpected funny bounce of the ball or a crazy half-court shot at the buzzer, and it sends everything off in another direction. And at Aflac, they know that life, just like basketball, can be full of unexpected moments, too. One second, you're on a stepladder, hanging a banner of your favorite college team for the whole neighborhood to see, and the next thing you know, you've lost your balance, you take a spill, and an accident like that could make you miss time at work. And if you're not working, you're not making money. That's where Aflac comes in. Aflac can help with expenses, health insurance, doesn't cover so people can focus more on their recovery and less on their finances. See, many people don't realize that health insurance wasn't designed to cover everything, which can leave people stuck with unexpected medical bills. Aflac gives you an additional layer of financial security in case you're hit with an illness or an injury. Think of it as kind of a safety net. Listen, when you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards anything you choose. From medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Aflac can help provide additional peace of mind during life's challenging and unexpected moments. So you can rest easy and know you're ready for those times when life takes an unexpected bounce. To see how Aflac can help with the expenses that health insurance doesn't cover, visit Aflac.com. That's A-F-L-A-C dot com. You ever feel like you're always on work friends, family, a million pressing social issues, an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. So when you need to hit reset, open a Coors Light mountain cold refreshment made to chill. When I need a strategic timeout from the madness, I reach for a Coors Light. The beer made to chill. Refresh the spirit, jump back into the excitement. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash hurt. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Doug Gallivan for Colin. This is The Hurt on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Um... Uh, Rick Buecher, Rick Buecher joins us. As let's uh, transition to hoops. Uh, okay, so Lakers have LeBron back and Anthony Davis back. Are they both definitely playing tonight? Uh, from everything I've heard, yes, that's the plan. Uh, this is the uh, the last gas de- gas effort. They actually could have used it the last time because they can't win the tiebreaker with New Orleans now. New Orleans haven't won the first two, but my understanding is, yeah, this is the. This is the last go. I, again, I have seen this before with AD. So if you're asking me, is the plan for them to play? Yes, the plan is for them to play. Um, uh, we need to get through shoot-around and 
pregame warm-up before I would say anything is a thousand percent. Right, wrap him in bubble wrap. Right, wrap him, wrap yeah, him in bubble much, wrap, and, and hope much, he gets hope never, he gets through layup lines. One of, those, one of those warm-up jumpers from the free throw line might cause something. So we shall see. Okay, it's it's going to be fascinating to see if they can solidify their spot in the play-in tournament. Yeah. But here, here's the real question, okay? They're obviously, if healthy, it feels like better than the play-in tournament. But is what what is the legit feeling of their ability to pull off an upset if they survive the play-in tournament? <sighs> well, with, with Chris Paul back now and with uh, Anthony Davis not doing them any favors by suggesting that last year was a fluke, I, I honestly... I don't know that they helped themselves or that AD helped themselves because if Phoenix was going to coast or, or think about coasting past them and let them steal a game and make that, that series difficult, uh, you, you can forget about that. Um, Phoenix, Phoenix has something to prove now. And the issue is that even when the Lakers get it together and play well, and they have done that at various times for various quarters, they just don't have the ability to sustain it. They don't have the requisite ability to play focused and intense for 48 minutes. And whether that's age or whether it's the lack of depth or whatever it might be, we've just seen that time and time again. There's times where defensively they look good. Offensively, they look good. But they have not been able to carry that through four quarters. And the intensity is only going to ratchet up another level in, in the postseason. So for all the reasons that I thought that, um, that they could be dangerous over the last several weeks, and I, yes, they're getting AD back, um, and they haven't had LeBron and AD for a while, but they were a 500 team with AD and LeBron. So it's not as if there's this dramatic shift in what their ability is when they have both of the guys, both of those guys on the floor. I just, I just look at it as a team that had aspirations of playing for a title. Guys came in there with the idea that they were playing for a championship. And now there's nobody in that locker room who believes that they're playing for a championship. So it becomes, well, then what the hell are we doing this for? And it's really easy to let go of the rope or give in when things get tough, when you've lost sight of what it was that you were after to begin with. Um, I offer up, this is a possible solution. Again, I, I, you and I uh, operate in the real world of sports, not the, not the let's make the most outlandish statement of things that can never happen, right? Yeah. So when I say, yeah. again, I would very much consider, I would very much consider trading LeBron if not only you get a bounty in return, but also yeah. you, you latch on Russell Westbrook's contract to it, right? That. Be, because in order to get rid of Russell Westbrook's contract, no one's just going to go like, oh, hey, why don't you give us that contract, and here we'll give you cap relief, right? And, oh, maybe we'll give yep. you some draft picks, too, to help. Like, that's not the way the world works. You know, and you, you got you to give to get. And if you're going to give away Russell Westbrook's contract, you're going to get a bad contract in return, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Granted, at least it expires. Is, is it a possibility to, to, to link those two together in order to rebuild this franchise? I just don't see it because it's such a massive amount of money between the two contracts. That's a huge amount of money. And I just think it would be difficult. I, I would say that there's a better chance that they move Anthony Davis and that they look for some young athletic pieces. Now, what's compli- what complicates all of this You mean like is, all the guys they trade away to get Anthony Davis yeah, in return for Anthony exactly. Davis? No, exactly, exactly. It's basically it's a it's a do over. It's a mulligan, uh, and uh, but that's what you need around LeBron James at this at this stage. And LeBron is 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 at at the level where you're not trading him unless he wants to go, and you're not trading him to some place unless he wants to be there. And for all the reasons that he moved to LA, I just don't see LeBron at this stage with Bronny uh, with another year in high school and that he's looking to move anywhere or go anywhere. Um, Family has, the importance of family has risen uh, in in his sphere and 
So I, I think he likes where he lives. Uh, it's certainly for his entertainment production and development company. Uh, it's the right place to be. So I, I don't, I don't see LeBron being party to no matter what he said about uh, you know I could see myself back in Cleveland even. I don't see him moving. I think if they if they want to hit the reset, there's a much better chance that they try to move Anthony Davis and as you said get the package that they gave gave away to get Anthony Davis or Russell Westbrook one of one of the two because I think it's it's safe to say that they would be in much better shape right now uh, if they had not. To given the farm away for Russell Westbrook. Is it a, does Palinka survive the purge? Uh, as of right now, uh, yes, uh, because of the relationship with, um, with the Rambuses. This is where it gets kind of tricky, is right. figuring out exactly how much of what's being done is Palinka making executive orders and Palinka simply doing the bidding of Ram, the Rambuses and Jeannie Buss and LeBron James. I, I don't get the sense that Rob is working with a free hand in making all these decisions. And he's simply taking the bullets. And there are plenty of people who run their organizations this way, where the guy out front takes, takes all the grief, and he's actually not the one making the decisions, and he gets to keep his job because he quietly accepts all of the grief. Rick Buecher from Fox Sports and Fox Sports 1 joins us. Doug Gottlieben for calling this is The Herd. Last night, um, pretty, pretty good basketball game between Brooklyn and the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. I thought huge for the Bucks just because, like, last year in the playoffs, when Kyrie was healthy, the Nets were the far better team. Mm-hmm. Giannis was amazing. Durant misses what would have been a, a game-winning shot. Mm-hmm. What, what is your takeaway in watching that matchup? I thought it was a huge psychological boost for the Milwaukee Bucks, and it is a reflection of how much they've grown since last year. Uh, we've seen it repeatedly with the bet. They're playing the best teams, and they have out-executed them down the stretch. And the fact that they did it last night with Chris Middleton missing the last five minutes because of uh, a flagrant foul penalty, too, uh, when, he, when he brought down Bruce Brown, uh, I, I thought it was just massive. It was KD and Giannis going head-to-head. Giannis showing no fear. Uh, missed two free throws. Missed a pull-up jumper over KD. I love the show of just seeing two guys who not only trying to win the game, but willing to go at each other, willing to guard each other. I, I just I loved it. It was That's what I want to see out of guys that are vying uh, for the recognition as the best player in the league and Giannis came through came through with the big three uh in regulation came through with the free throws uh in the end that ended up being the difference maker and I I think that the the other thing you saw was even without Chris Middleton the ability of the Bucks to integrate all of their pieces particularly the the heart of it Giannis and Drew uh Holiday is those those pieces fit. They they can offensively play off of each other. Kyrie and KD can't. It, watching them was reminiscent of watching Oklahoma City with KD and Russ. It was your turn, my turn, and that is that is that's an Achilles heel for for the Brooklyn Nets because it's difficult to find a way to make both of those guys a threat on the same set, and it's not the case with the Bucks, Likelihood that Ben Simmons plays this year? I just don't see it. I, I, he, I don't know where he is with his back, but the combination of him not playing all year long, uh, that he hasn't been able to hold, do a whole lot of conditioning. I mean, even with, uh, with, with Steph and his sprained foot, he's in the pool, he's doing a, a variety of things to try to maintain his conditioning. And he played the better part of this year. So I would expect Steph is, is, has the opportunity to come back. Having a back issue, not having played all year, and then this time of year teams don't practice a whole lot. So his opportunity to get into five, real five-on-five runs and ratchet up that and the fact that it's a back issue, which are always, which are always tricky, I, I just don't see a way in which Ben Simmons – I almost think it would be negligent if they tried to bring him back and, and have him play what, I, I mean, 
can he even get in any regular season games? And if he can't get any regular season games, I'm not bringing a guy back who hasn't played all year and throwing him in into the intensity of a playoff game. Yeah, no, that, no, no. That, it's, that it's too, like, be, like, this, is, this to me it reeks of, if you remember, uh, when Derrick Rose was hurt and people yes. wondered why he wouldn't play when he was yes. cleared to play in the playoffs. And I think, yep. like, look, honestly, Jamal Murray's in the same position here with, yep. with Denver, right? Yep. Like, if this were November, yep. you go like, all right, so you go play in the G League. And then you get ready, and then we'll throw you in some games. You play a couple minutes, and you slowly kind of ramp up. The, the problem is, it's not the basketball is a completely different level once you get to the playoffs. Yep. And to go from yep. zero to 100, you go from zero to 50, you can't go from zero to 100. And yep. so, so, same question, Jamal Murray. Um, chance he plays before the playoffs? Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it with, with, with either guy. And again, uh, um, you know, to, for, for another comparison, it's a little bit different with Paul George and the elbow because Paul George could be doing all kinds of leg work and conditioning work, and you know, waiting for the for the elbow to get right. Um, and and well, he's also got a couple weeks. Of ga- he's also got a couple weeks of games. Like if you can get yeah. regular season games in and play, then yeah. you can play in the playoffs. But you can't yeah. go, hey, now I'm gonna just, now I'm gonna play. Just I'm ready to go in the playoffs. Let's go. Like that doesn't. There's no way. Yeah. No, the circumstances are completely different, and I don't. I mean, I get why you don't you hold out hope, but I, I've just been waiting. I've been waiting for the announcement that Ben Simmons isn't going to play this season because uh, of the circumstances. Okay, um, in the West, you have Memphis is kind of sticking out their chest, yep. right? And and Golden State, and obviously you saw some of the trash talk uh, from from Draymond the other night. Of course, yep. He also didn't have Clay, and he didn't have didn't have Steph. Yeah. I th- everyone I know talk to in the league says Memphis is a real team. Like that's a real yeah. team, but is it a yeah. real playoff team? There's a there's yeah. a different a distinction there. What do you think? It's a fair it's a fair question. I feel as if uh, one have all the respect in the world for Taylor Jenkins and the job that he's doing. I love the composition of their team. For people that are bagging on John Morant. Uh, and the fact uh, and his MVP chances because the the Memphis Grizzlies are 18 and two without him I, I I believe is is not fair it it is a unique group of guys that uh, that they have the ability to compensate for the absence of Jaw Tyus Jones being the most efficient backup point guard you could ever hope for leading the league in assist to turnovers um, they they've got such great complementary role players. And Taylor Jenkins does such a great job of putting each one of them in their sweet spot. It reminds me a little bit of Rick Adelman and his his unique ability to do that. Um, I think they're for real. And I think they're for real in part because I look around the West and I... But everybody's good, but everybody's got a flaw and everybody's got got, got some sort of injury that leads you to believe they're they're fallible. That's exactly it. It's not like you they, they've got to go through this gauntlet of proven, tested teams in the postseason. I mean, Dallas, what is Dallas? Dallas, Dallas has a bunch of new pieces, and they uh, and Luka's never won a round. So he's in the same boat as, as Ja in terms of, do you, do you really know how to close out a series? Do you know how to win a series? Um, and, I mean, the rest of it. Golden State is relying on guys like Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, guys who – who haven't been there either, and so I I I think they are they are legit, and and I and they got a chip on their shoulder, and I like that. And Jaw has demonstrated that he's one of those guys. Um, I was a little surprised to look at it, like his numbers last year in the playoffs are better than any regular season averages that he has. Uh, he's a guy who can elevate his game in the postseason, and not every guy can do that. And I believe that's part of what drives this Memphis team. A lot you mentioned Derrick Rose with Chicago. I I, I think that the, one of the reasons Memphis plays the way they do is because they have such faith that if we can get there, we got a guy who can take us to places that we by ourselves can't. But with John Morant, we're capable of doing something special. I think that inspires that entire Grizzlies team, even when Ja isn't on the floor. Um. The, the Celtics, it's like a tale of two seasons, right? I mean, mm. look like a disaster for Ime Udoka early in the year. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jason Tatum decided, okay, I'll, I'll be 
one of the five best scorers in the league. I'll just yep. I'll stop missing shots. Yep. You know, they get Marcus Smart healthy, and now they're kicking everybody's ass. And then Robert Williams gets hurt, who's just a crazy athlete. And, again, it's kind of one of those he fits into how they play and who they are. They lose him, and yep. it, it, it changes. Um, did they? What are their prospects when losing their athletic young center before the playoffs? Uh, it's, I'm actually writing a piece on this for next week because I, I, I asked this question of any number of, of – uh, I've got three or four scouts that I've already spoken to, and, and they, they've mirrored kind of what my, my feeling was. And this is with or without Robert Williams, which is um, they're, they're making the most out of what they are, but can they go to another level? Can they – can they elevate in the postseason? And there are there are doubts about that. There are doubts about them, and there are doubts about the Miami Heat for the same reason. Yep. It still comes back to: Do you have the players that can, can that can elevate your team or take your team to the next level? And for the first for the same reason that I believe in Memphis with Ja, um, you know, can Jason Tatum be that guy every night? And if he's not, can Jalen Brown? step in and win you a game or two. There are reservations as to whether they're capable of that. A lot of feeling that, and I've made the comparison, like the San Antonio Spurs post Tim Duncan being the best player, as those guys got older, they were yeah. still winning 50, 55 games every, every season, but you knew that they couldn't, they couldn't take that next step in the postseason. They were just maximizing what they were on a nightly basis and had a great record because of it. Boston Celtics are seen in the same light. Uh, Buke, last thing. Manu gets into the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame. I, yep. Here, look, pe- people would like to crush me on this, but I believe it to be true. I think he's. Uh, I-, I think he changed the sport more so than Dirk did. I think he's the most influential foreign player and maybe best foreign player we've had. Now, it's hard because Dirk was the MVP of the league. He was a great scorer. Uh, but and Manu was with more Hall of Famers, right? And they had a, a longer run. Yep. It's, it's very, very different. But I like to point out, like, dude, Argentina went from nothing to winning a world championship and yep. winning a gold medal. He yep. won two championships when he's in Europe. He won all those titles with the Spurs. He basically, you know, I mean, he brought kind of flopping to, to, to the NBA. And he, yeah. Versatile, well, hard to replace. I think Vladi Divac would have, have, have something to say about that. Okay, okay, um, yeah. That that's that's really the conversation there, right? Is yeah. is of these foreign-born players, like you know, like everybody has their guy. I think he's in that conversation of most influential guy that that changed the sport. Yeah, the the, the the greatest difficulty for me, and I, it's it's an edgy position by you, but there's a lot to support it. I unless you're around that San Antonio team and you knew Pop. You can't possibly know what Manu meant to that team, and um, and to me, like when people say that Tony Parker is above Manu, they didn't watch those games. They didn't watch who closed. They didn't watch who had the ball in his hands at the end of games. Um, and from the, 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 here's the difficulty: is that Manu, as a result of Tony, was not good coming off of the bench. Um, so they started him, and, and they didn't want to play Tony and Manu at the same time because it was just a little too duplicative. When you played Manu, he was the playmaker. So they closed games with him, and they brought him off the bench. But when you come off the bench, you're playing against generally a different caliber of player, and so he never had to start and go against the best of the best. So it's hard to grade exactly what Manu accomplished. But to me, he was, he truly was the playmaker and the engine and the go-to guy of those, of those San Antonio teams. And, and without question, he was the man on those Argentina teams uh, uh, because I saw those and I saw those live and I was around that team. Um, So I, I, the difficulty is, that he he made a concession like uh, don't you know he, I mean he didn't care he had no he, he's one of those weird guys where he has all the confidence in the world but he has no ego as far as his his, his game and how he fits what 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 recognition he gets um, 
but he was at the heart of those San Antonio championship teams. And I, again, like you talk about Dirk and being an MVP and all that, like I was there for that championship win over, uh, over Miami. And that was as much Jason Terry and Jason Kidd and a number of guys, JJ Berea stepping up and carrying the water when, when Dirk could not hit a shot, particularly in the, in the first half of the closeout game. Right. And then came along for the ride in the second. Like, it, 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 I could not feel more different about who was clutch between Manu and, and Dirk. Dirk, and that sounds crazy to anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, if I remember, Dirk had he he won game was it game two? I think he almost won like on his own. He, he closed that thing yeah, out. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, but, no, he had, but, I mean, without question, he had his mo- he, he had his moments, and yeah. he's a great player. I don't want to just, I don't want to take it. No, no, away, I, but, I, I, I get I get what, I get what you're saying. It is, it, let me let me wrap up with this, okay? Um, Scotty Brooks, obviously a close friend of mine. I know you know him really well. And what, yep. what his his point was always when you when you prepped for San Antonio, it was harder to prep for Manu Ginobili than it was even Tim Duncan. Yep. And he was it was that he was a he was an absolutely a focal point. And you know, it's just hard for people to understand because the the numbers for the most part aren't there, but the numbers right. aren't there because he didn't play as many minutes and it was a different right. d- a different role. Buke, we got to run. I appreciate it. Great stuff. And obviously it does it feels like we're going to have an awesome awesome playoffs because there really is a lot of questions as to who's that good yep. at that level. Should be should be awesome. Thanks thanks Buke. Looking forward to it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. Check, 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 check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one on one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Nurses showed so much love to my niece, Piper, when she was born. Their care for her inspired me. So I decided to switch career paths to nursing and enroll in Marion University's Accelerated Nursing Program. Designed for non-nursing bachelor's degree holders, it offers a 16-month path to a nursing degree and blends online and hands-on learning with clinicals at Ascension St. Vincent. What are you made of? Search Marion ABSN to learn more. So tonight the Lakers are going to take on the Pelicans. The expectations are Anthony Davis and LeBron James will play, although um, I think what we need is we need – have you guys seen the Scott Hastings video that, that's gone viral that I posted and um, it's crazy. He's got over 13,000 likes. Have you guys seen this? He, Scott Hastings is a great player. He played at Arkansas, played in the NBA. He covers the Nuggets for Altitude Network, and uh, they were doing a, a pregame hit um, going back two days ago, and the studio was asking if Jamichael Green was playing, and he's just like, "I'll ask him." He turns around, he goes, "Hey, Jamichael, you playing?" He goes, "Nah, he goes, nah, ain't playing." Just ask the dude, easiest way, right? Great clip. You can follow me at Gottlieb Show. You can see it. But that, that's kind of what we need from Anthony Davis. We need somebody to sit there and watch him. He's warming up and just go like, "Hey, dude, you playing?" So, um, <laughs> Anthony Davis is expected to play tonight. LeBron James will play tonight. And the Lakers, I, I don't think it's going to just be seamless. But the idea is, hey, you win a couple of games, you get in a better spot for, so you solidify your spot in the play-in. But you don't put together a LeBron James team with Anthony Davis and go and get Russell Westbrook if the goal is simply to get to the play-in or get to the playoffs. You just don't. So at the end of this year... Feels like there'll be a bit of a reckoning, right? That feels like, and and the Lakers, after they after they won the championship two years ago, they still turned over their roster. They've turned over their roster several times over, so they're going to have to do it again. When I say this, okay, it doesn't come from a place of malice. It's just a matter of factness. With 
if you are to rebuild a team around LeBron James, can you legitimately expect that team to win a championship? Right? Because what happens is you get Shaquille O'Neal saying, well, if you trade LeBron James, you'll never win again. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, Miami's been to an NBA final since LeBron left. The Cleveland Cavaliers are obviously rebuilt. It takes a while. But, but what happens is we, you say like, oh, well, you know, you, just, you, you trade anything else. Trade Anthony Davis. Get rid of Russell Westbrook. Look, if you trade Russell Westbrook by himself, you're not getting anything good back in return. There isn't an NBA team. Remember, the Thunder are under the threshold for the cap. So they're going to have to do something creative here before the season's over in order, in, in order to hit that, that floor. Because the salary cap doesn't just have a ceiling. It has a floor as well. And you've got to spend over the floor. They, would, they wanted to stay out of the Russell Westbrook business so bad. They didn't, they didn't want to send the Lakers a lifeline. Nobody's going to want to send the Lakers a lifeline. So getting rid of Russell Westbrook sounds easy. Hey, expiring contract. Somebody will take on $40 million. Maybe he never plays for them. It's yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the, the truth is that if you keep LeBron and trade everything else, one, LeBron with new teams, and granted it wouldn't be a new organization, but it would be a new team, generally takes a year, at least one season, before it hits. Go and look at Miami. They didn't win until year two. Look at the Lakers. They didn't win until year two. Look at Cleveland when he returned. It's not an immediate thing. Bam, you win a title. Now he's going to be 38 years old. The likelihood is even less severe. So you have to offer up the possibility. You've got to think about training LeBron at the end of the year. And as much as it feels like it'd be, it, would, it, would, it would change the level of attractiveness to a Laker game, Nothing's less attractive than an aging superstar who we like to think of as the greatest in the game and some think of as the greatest of all time, but it just feels like a wonky fit anyway. Right? No one's going to say LeBron James was a Laker. LeBron James plays for the Lakers. There's a difference. Kobe was a Laker. Magic was a Laker. Even Kareem, who played for and won a title with the Bucks, was a Laker. James Worthy is a Laker. Jerry West is a Laker. Elzer Baylor's a Laker. LeBron James... Played for the Lakers. Shaquille O'Neal won a title with Miami. He's a Laker. He's a Laker. I, I, I would venture to say that even though he won a title and maybe they put his number up at, at the crypt, at crypto, I don't know if they're doing a statue out in front for the dude. So with that in mind, if you trade LeBron James, if you can find a way to get a Pirates bounty in return, you have to consider it. And if it's a way of getting out of the Russell Westbrook business and not taking on more bad contracts in return, you have to consider it. it again, it doesn't mean unequivocally you do it. Hey, at the end of the, at the end of this year, they're getting ready to Russell Westbrook. He won't play for the Lakers after this season. I don't see, unless there's some dramatic turnaround, which the likelihood is not strong. He ain't playing for the Lakers next year. I'm not saying LeBron will never play for the Lakers again. I'm saying you have to offer up the possibility. You have to be able to have big boy discussions because if you think, hey, just trade out all those other pieces and build a team around LeBron because you're far away from winning a championship if you trade LeBron, my argument would be if you trade everybody else and put a new team around LeBron, you're still probably that far away from winning a championship. Want more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. I used to call these like cologne games, right? And the idea of cologne games. Music, do you wear cologne on a daily basis? There are some guys that wear cologne like every day. My issue with cologne every day, and I, I learned this lesson when I was in high school. I went to high school at Tustin High School in, uh, in Orange County, and... Uh, there was a guy in high school who used to wear Dracar Noir. Do you guys remember Dracar Noir? You guys are like, oh, I remember that. That was like my first cologne, right? So Dracar Noir and literally wore it every day and wore it to the extent of where, you know, the rule with cologne, right? Like if you can, if you smell cologne on yourself, you got too much cologne on, like 
I mean, he was just punching. It was it was too much. It was a good lesson in don't wear cologne every day because every you just that is becomes your signature smell and people can smell you coming in. And though it's nice and refreshing, it just it felt like too much. And that's when I learned about putting on too much cologne. So I'm not a cologne every music. Are you a cologne every day sort of sort of fella? No, I am not. I uh, I am very much the I tell my wife like on a date night I'll be like cologne tonight and then she'll be like yeah that sounds good that sounds good that sounds good you might have a good and finish to the night if it's a cologne night well the nba is much the same same way right every night is not a cologne night i'm not going to sit here and pitch you on oh tonight there's a huge nba game right and i'm not saying that players don't take it seriously i think they play harder than you think but not as hard as you would like and when a game is over there seems to be a little bit too much chumminess at times. Some games, you can't tell who won, who lost. Last night was different. If you remember last year in the playoffs, you remember last year in the playoffs, the Nets were dominating the Bucks, and then Kyrie got hurt. They were dominating the Bucks, then Kyrie got hurt. Remember, they fell behind to the Suns, then again, another comeback. They end up winning, what, was it six games last year? And Giannis was incredible in the closeout game. Last night was a cologne game, right? Last night was a game where everybody, that was it. It was a big game for Milwaukee. Frankly, a big game for Brooklyn. Kyrie playing in his home gym. Kyrie and KD back on the floor together against the Bucks. And Giannis was the best player on the planet. And the Bucks won the game. And though it doesn't mean that the Bucs will absolutely win a series against the Nets, it does. It means last night went SEC. It, it meant more. It meant more. Because, you know, one of the presumptions over Giannis is you can do all that stuff over inferior teams, but what happens when you run up to a team you know, that has a guy who can match you shot for shot and maybe even be better than you shot for shot. I mean, the guy was incredible last night. 44, 14, 6 assists. Like, I, it's a joke how good he was. It's a joke. He made it three. He made 15 of 19 free throws. He did have eight turnovers. Like, it was a full day, the amount of the volume of, of touches. KD missed one down, missed a big one down the stretch. He had 26 and 11 assists and seven boards. Had six turnovers in his own right, so he wasn't perfect. But last night was a cologne game. And honestly, I kind of feel like tonight's a cologne game for the Lakers. This one matters. All the other stuff, it doesn't get erased and doesn't get eliminated, but at least you can create a narrative of, hey, we have LeBron, we have AD, we have Russ, we have all these guys together. It's all going to be okay in the end once we're healthy. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. All right, so here's, here's what happened, okay? So Chris Beard kindly waiting you know, for Scott Drew to stop talking, right? It's all things Big 12 in Texas. And, and he's kind of, so we, we, we pop him on and the mic isn't hot and I'm left to my device. I have no idea how to do anything in radio except talking to the actual microphone. So Porter Mosier is, is hanging. He's supposed to be after Chris Beard. So, you know, it's Texas and Oklahoma and their rivals, although they're trying to both ruin the conference that I love in the Big 12 and leaving for the SEC. And, and so they decide, hey, let's do this segment together. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do Texas OU. Together, Porter Mosier, who's coaching the Final Four at Loyola Chicago, now the head coach at Oklahoma, and Chris Beard, who's coaching the Final Four at Texas Tech, now the head coach at Texas. Joining, how you guys doing? Good. It's like Poncho and Lefty, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what you guys were sharing was a story was when you got the Illinois State job, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, what I don't know, I, I don't think we've done a really good job in the media of, of allowing people to understand Final Four is not the same as it used to be, but what it kind of is, which is it's the coaches' convention. It's like a reunion. It's, it's a very unique thing that other sports don't have. Just don't. Like foot, NFL football, they try and do it with the combine, you know, where everybody shows up. There's nothing really for the NFL. College football doesn't have one gathering place, right? Everybody's playing their own bowl game. Then you get done with your bowl game, and you get out, and you're recruiting, right? College basketball has this one where you see guys, hey, great season, coach, right? So you're in San Antonio. That's the story you're telling? 
I don't. The years blend together. You know, I don't know, but I, I, so do the jobs. All you guys <laughs> popping a job at a job. Special Porter. Uh, <laughs> no, I vividly remember. I was a young coach somewhere, and uh, broke as always. I think we were sleeping in the car at the Final Four, and Porter was gracious enough to buy us a Subway sandwich. But <laughs> that's what it was. That's what you. That's what you call a twelve ounce yeah. can. Is it, yeah. is it a Subway sandwich. Well, I, mean, I, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> talk about beverages. <laughs> sandwich in a can. No, I just remember sitting there, and we're all talking ball, and we're drawing up plays on napkins, and we're just catching up like we always do down here, and then. Porter got a phone call, and he, he disappeared for a while, and we were hoping he'd come back because he had he, he had the best job at the time, so we were hoping he'd pay the tab. Um, then when he came back in, he's like, guys, I just got job XYZ. I don't remember which one it was. And I just remember, I, I vividly remember that, like, the joy on your face. And we thought it was cool, too. You left, and we were, like, high-fiving for you, man. Now, I, I, you know what? Now that I think about it, I know we just talked about it, it was illness, but I, I, I know exactly where it was. It was in Houston, and it was when I got the Loyola job because I was out of it. With, I was with Coach Majerus, and I got that job. But you know what's crazy about this? Like the, this is what is great about the coaches. You see each other in recruiting, and you're just running past each other on the courts. Yeah. But the Final Four, you can sit down and have lunch. You can X and O and do things. And I've known Chris for years. We've known each other. And, uh, but it was funny coming up in the profession. You'd go through the lobby, and everybody was like, who's getting this job? Who's getting this job? Yes. This year? Who's transferring? <laughs> who's transferring? That's, that's, that's what the tone is this year. The, the, the sport is really... Sport is really interesting, right, in that it's, it's a bit of a mess, right? You have on one side you have name, image, and likeness, which makes it rewarding for some of the kids but hard to do what you guys do. And then you have the transfer portal, which let, let me kind of lay it out and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, right? So first you, you recruit kids. The best kids you have are going to want to go pro. The next group of kids want to leave so that they can be the best kid for somebody else because they think that you're holding them back. And then a, a kid on a bench who you're trying to say, like, look, your time is coming, they get frustrated, and they want to leave as well. And then you have to turn and recruit out of the portal somebody else's kid who may or may not be able to assume those roles. So it's got to be, I like, I mean, look, you've coached at every level in terms of semi-pro, which is it's a little bit more parallel to that. But for you guys who've been doing this a long time, it's, it's completely changed the profession, hasn't it? You know, for us, we've both coached at lower levels. I mean, I was at Little Rock. And I, I, that's, it's really going to be hard for the lower levels. I mean, it is really hard. Because, because if a kid's good, good he's he, going to either leave and go pro him or he's going to go to a higher level school. He's got to do it at this level. He's got to do it at this but level. But it's also hard for you guys now at a higher level because it's hard to sometimes evaluate, all right, a kid's a stud at Little Rock, but what does he look like in the Big 12 where everybody's bigger, stronger, and and. And just just as old, like that's got to be hard as well in terms of the evaluation. And one thing I don't think people talk about enough is is how short the time frame is in this recruiting process. Um, my good here, we on? Yeah. Like like you know, like a kid hits a portal, and Porter, you know, like like you have forty eight hours sometimes. You have maybe a week, and so like I think we can all figure out this evaluation piece, but it's it's me. You don't have a lot of time to do it, so. I know in our office right now, it used to be when the season ended, you know, you might be able to go reintroduce yourself to your family and actually mow the lawn or something. Now, I don't know about you guys, but, like, we, we, we had our longest day the day our season ended because we're back in the office trying to dig into the portal. So it's an interesting time, no doubt. No doubt. This, the, the amount of the, – the, you jump right into it. Uh, you know, I hated my nickname. Someone called me the other day. They go, they called me Portal Moser. I said, come on, man. I, got, I said, come on. How do you, how do you build – a culture of a program if you're have you're changing parts every year so i for his fan base my fan base you, there's there's so much of you want to have a, a an identity with those players like a, a hollis price and eduardo nahara where the fan bases know it now i'm just going to be work, worried that so many things are transient and people are coming and going so much that, that that the fan base doesn't have it but as far as a relationship with your guys man it's you, 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 it's it's tough because they're you know you're almost having the other day we had a freshman announce that people talk about it. I saw it in another program a freshman announced he's staying they're like man we're in a world where the freshmen are announcing they're staying yes that should have it was just a given Porter Mosier Chris Beard my guest Doug Gottlieb in for Colin Hurd Fox Sports Radio right here live at the Final Four all right I want to go through these coaches because you guys compete against both of them okay let's start with self because you see that deal up close and personal I'll say it, you don't have to. This is the least talented Final Four team Kansas has ever had. It's not close. It's not a great roster, okay? But somehow he's done it again. How? How does he? What? What? What's the secret sauce? And don't say Thousand Island. Yeah, I love Coach. Uh, so 
hope this doesn't go the you know taken the wrong way. But I still think it's about the players. I mean, on any given night, McCormick can be the best big in college basketball in a 40-minute game. Bron and Ochai on any given night in a 40-minute game can be the best two wings in college basketball. They had a pure point guard in Harris, and then the real uh, you know wild card right now is Remy. Um, so um, I think I understand kind of the perception. This might not be the most talented team, but in a 40-minute game, if everything clicks with those guys. You know, they're obviously here at the Final Four. I think they can win the whole thing. But, but there's also something kind of brilliant to being able to to to, to keep the faith in Remy and like the like a lot of guys, you lose guys during the year. Like we anybody's been part of a, a basketball team, no, you'll just there's a point in time when you just lose guys. Like, ah, he's done. He's checked out, moving on, right? He hasn't lost he didn't lose him. Matter of fact, he got him back late in the year that wasn't working out. And then the other guys seem to have bought into it because a lot of times he comes in, he gets his FGA, he gets 15 shots off the bench. Those other guys have been getting 15 shots all game, all season long. Now they're getting six and seven. Most teams like, ho, 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 hold on now, right? There, there is a, in terms of the coaching, there's an aspect to it of that, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, getting Rummy back, like, he didn't lose him. That is, but I know he was battling injuries, you know. He came back, he came back in our game and he hit his first two shots. And he didn't, but then you could see later in the game he wasn't as, as moving as well. And he was fighting the injury thing. I think he looks completely healthy, and I think that's what Coach Self said on a thing. You got a guy that can get separation. But to Chris's point about the players, man, I guess I have a different take because we yeah. saw him up top. Yeah. I mean, I look at Obaji's an All American. <laughs> Chris Braun's a first round pick. There's two first round picks. Next year we could be sitting here, Jalen Wilson could be a, a first round pick. That's three first round picks. Like, you guys trying McCorm- to get all their guys McCorm- to leave to go to, McCorm- go to the draft. You guys are the oh, worst. I submitted that paperwork. already <laughs> in. So is four of his kids. So, <laughs> Don't worry, Self's busy right now. He's not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I think they're really, really good. And here's the other thing that we see all the time. Like Chris is one of the best in the country. They switch like everything, the way they switch. Yeah, yeah. And you're seeing Cam. Kansas, from two to five, there's six, 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 eight, six, ten, and all of a sudden McCormick, they they come in with Lightfoot. They got, they got some. I mean, then KJ Adams, they're when they're get their defense be physically in our league, we see it, but then they got guys that can make shots. I mean, you're, you know, I just I just think they're going to be really tough to beat. Um, I think Nova has that's the that's the the picture of a college basketball program, right? Like. They just, if you've been around how they do, what they do, and how they play and getting the most out of their guys. But Jay wasn't always this way. Like, we played him at Hofstra and he wasn't this way. Before, when they went to the Final Four with the four guards, they, they, weren't, they weren't this way. What, what's it like to see that transformation of him as a coach? Because coaches change too, don't they? Yeah, I, I agree. Like, we, we all throw this word culture out there. And I, you know, I don't, I've never been in the Villanova locker room, but you can just feel it. I mean, that's the real deal there. So, you know, we lost to them a few years ago in the Elite Eight. The year they went on to win the win the championship, they went through Kansas the next game. Um, but yeah, we I spent we actually spent a lot of time watching Villanova. A lot of the things that they do, I think all coaches do. So they're on another level right now, clicking on all cylinders. You know, like nobody's really talking about the portal or name, image, and likeness there. They just keep rolling. Yeah, and I'll and I'll add on that. I remember going to my first, the the spring AAU event right after we went to the Final Four at Loyola, and all of a sudden I was I got in a conversation with Jay watching a game. And he said, he said, all your fan base is now saying you got to sign four- and five-star recruits? And I said, hilarious, yes. I'm at Loyola. They want me to sign. And he said, uh, he said, I almost lost my way after our Final Four in early yep. 2000 because I felt I did that. He goes, don't lose your way in terms of signing people who are fit you. And even though they might be playing a little different, you can just feel this. You can just feel the way they are. Their culture, their pulling o- for each other. O- okay, OKGs, they call right. Our yeah. kind, of, our kind of guy. Got to recruit your kind of guys. And, and he said that he almost lost his way, and then now he's he's like, it's all about who fits and all about the program. And and it was it was great advice, and you could just see why Villanova's Villanova. Shashevsky, I say Shashevsky. The two guys have coached in Final Fours. Two guys that are doing really well in the business. What 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 has separated him? You know, I mean, over the years, I mean, just as obviously his leadership, so the way he is, you can just see the former players and everybody, you know, get around him, how much they love him. It's his leadership style. Obviously, he's he's got great players, but they have like a, this family there at Duke um, pulling for each other. But I just watching their, ta- their, their, their talent level and how hard they're playing. But what sticks out to me is how he manages people, how he leads people, those things, whether it was the Olympics or with Duke, he's one of the le- leaders. Yeah, I think when I think of coach, I think of just uh, adapting um, how he's how he's made changes. And um, 
not only does he kind of change with the times, he creates the change. You know, like he's the trendsetter. So um, we all have personal stories in this uh, business, but uh, I've been blessed to get a relationship with him, a friendship. Uh, he texts uh, he texts me the other day and he puts Mike at the bottom. I'm like, dude, this doesn't even feel right. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't. You know, like, <laughs> you know, coach. You know, um, he played us when we were building the program at Texas Tech. He was gracious enough to play us in the Garden that yeah. year, and that game really put us on a stage we were trying to get to so I think he's also another one of these guys there's a lot of them in his business Porter's one of them he's a coach's coach you know like um literally I think you could be coaching at Angelo State and if you were persistent enough you could get coach K on the phone and he would help you um he's just one of those guys I think the game is better because he's been a part of it uh last thing I got 30 seconds if you could change one thing about your final four experience what would it be the last th- three minute run where we turned it over against Michigan we were up ton up 10 that it has to go to that, that swing right there against Michigan. Would you have called a timeout? Like, what, is, there, is there something in your mind that you could have done differently, personally? Uh, we don't have enough time in 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I of stuff. <laughs> All right. CB? I wouldn't change anything. We had our best player, Jarrett Culver, shooting a shot to win the national championship, and I would do it 100 times out of 100 times. Uh, you get the ball in the best player's hands, you let him shoot it. It just wasn't our year. All right. Texas and Oklahoma together. It's like Compton and Long Beach together. Man, and in Oklahoma State, it's all, it's all big. trying to throw something between. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Guys, thanks so much for joining it. us. Congratulations on two out, outstanding seasons. Whether you're buying a new car or used one, it's a big investment, which is why you should choose Pennzoil Platinum. It helps extend the life of your engine and protect it up to 15 years or 500,000 miles, whichever comes first, guaranteed. That's because Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas and 99.5% free from engine-clogging impurities. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Enrollment required. Keep your receipts. Other conditions apply. See Pennzoil.com warranty for full details. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care.